Welcome to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermond. And we are coming to you live from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas on IR Lone Star 104.5, 106.1, and also on IRLoneStar.com. And we are, I am just really excited today because this is a first for a program, having a recruiter in the studio today talking to you about how you can go about finding jobs in today's job market. And uh, speaking of the job market, well, each week we come to you live talking to you about tips and techniques and ideas you can use to improve your career, find a new job, and just make more money and be happy with your life. That's what, that's what we're here. That's what it's all about. And uh, so I'm just really excited today. But before we dive into the meat of the program, uh, what I'd like to talk about is, first of all, the jobs report. And um, I am just absolutely thrilled to report today that uh, the weekly unemployment report that came out yesterday was the lowest number of people filing for unemployment that I can remember in years. It may even be decades, but I know... In the last seven years, I honestly can't remember a week where there were only 200, you know, I shouldn't say only because 210,000 yeah. is a lot of people, sure. but uh, only 210,000 people filed first-time claims for unemployment in this past week. And uh, anything under 300,000 is deemed a very healthy economy. And so the fact that we are down to 210,000 that is just an incredible number. That means companies are not laying people off. Companies are not firing people. People are keeping their jobs. The economy is really starting to grow. I know uh, I have a lot of neighbors and friends that are own businesses. Uh, they're uh, in the corporate world. They're in the oil and gas world. And, and everybody's telling me they're, they're getting busy. And uh, so... Folks, it, yeah, it's it's just outstanding. So those of you that are currently out of a job or you're miserable in your existing job and you want something new, boy, I have great news for you because people are hiring instead of firing, and this is this is awesome stuff. Now, um, uh, also very positive for the job market is the fact that the uh, stock market is hovering near record all-time highs. And this is also awesome because that means companies can raise more capital. They can invest more into their business. And also with the, the talk about the lowering of the corporate tax rates, this is great news for the American worker because if the corporation uh, or the business is paying less in tax, that means they have more money to spend on hiring people. And also the uh, less regulations, the better for business growth as well. So right now we are in a perfect storm as far as I'm you know, concerned. We are in absolutely a perfect situation for job growth. And we're definitely seeing that in the weekly unemployment report. And uh, so I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a quick second. And, um, you know, this show is normally not all a political show. We're not going to make it too political today, but, but I have to get on my soapbox because I'm really getting tired of the fact that, uh, that the opposition party right now is looking 
uh, for excuses to try to impeach our, our current president. And that is not good for jobs. You know, at the end of the day, the Cleveland Indians, you know, they lost in the World Series to the Cubs last fall. You're not hearing the Indians complaining about the, the umpires and complaining about balls and strikes that were called or, or whatever. They're focused on the next season and they're focused on trying to win. And my advice to the opposition party, unless you want the country to be unemployed, unless you want you know things to, to go very negative in this country, it's enough already. The election is over. Move on. Move on and let's focus on growing this economy and uh, we are on a great track right now. So that's all I'll say uh, with regards to politics today. So now for the uh, question of the week. Uh, you know, and, and uh, normally I just answer the question of the week, but uh, today I have a, a great guest, Sean uh, Humayun. There you go. Did I pronounce that right? Hey, that was correct. Thank All you. right. And uh, Sean is a recruiter. So uh, I'm going to give you my take on this question of the week and then we're going to go to a break and then we're going to formally introduce Sean and bring him on. And, uh, and then I would, I would like to get your perspective, Sean, on the question as well. So, so the question of the week comes from a a person who is in the Northern Virginia area and uh, they, they saw news that Nestle was uh, moving from California to uh, Northern Virginia, moving their corporate headquarters and moving about 1,600 positions. Okay. And uh, likely, some people will make that trip from California to Northern Virginia, but a lot of folks won't. So this gentleman was wondering, he's a financial analyst, and, and he's wondering, you know, I would love to work for Nestle. You know, I love their chocolate milk and their <laughs> chocolate fudge syrup that goes on ice cream and everything else. I would love to work for that company. They're a great company. Uh, how do I go about finding a job as a financial analyst for Nestle when they move to Northern Virginia? Uh, because I've gone on their website and I've gone on LinkedIn and I've gone on uh, Indeed and I've gone on Monster.com and I haven't seen any positions posted but I know that there's got to be some financial analyst positions that are likely going to be open when they relocate to Northern Virginia. How do we go about finding that job? Well, that's a great question. And uh, those of you that listen to this program on a regular basis know that uh, I'm not the biggest advocate of just applying for jobs online because you're in front of a ton of competition Usually by the time a job is posted online, it's too late. They've already decided who it is that they want to hire, and they're, and they're just doing it to meet their EEOC guidelines, uh, or they're, they're just really struggling to find the position, and they haven't found the right candidate, and then they're advertising online. But nine times out of ten, uh, from my perspective, if you wait for a position to be posted online, you're going to be too late. So ideally, my suggestion would be, you know, what is the title of the boss that you would be reporting into? Uh, is it a finance manager? Is it a VP of finance? Or is it a CFO that you would report into as a financial analyst? Think about the title of the person that you would report to. And then start looking for that. T- do a search on LinkedIn. But LinkedIn's built-in search is not always the best. I find that it's actually better to use Google to search LinkedIn than LinkedIn to search LinkedIn, believe it or not. So the way you can use Google to search LinkedIn is just type in VP Finance Nestle 
and then add the word LinkedIn at the end of your search phrase and hit return and you will find all sorts of LinkedIn profiles of people with that title that have either worked at Nestle before or are working at Nestle now. So my best suggestion is to do a LinkedIn search, find out who your boss may or may not be, and uh, reach out to, to that those potential people directly through LinkedIn or ideally try to find their email, phone, uh, phone number, and, and try putting in a call and reaching those people direct. So uh, you are currently listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on IRLoneStar.com. When we come back, I'm going to formally introduce Sean, and we're going to get Sean's perspective on the question of the week. And then uh, I'm really excited to learn about this whole recruiter ecosystem. So stay tuned. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. And we are looking for talk show hosts and volunteer DJs for our music shows. Are you interested in having your own talk show on Lone Star? Or have you always wanted to live out your dreams of being a music DJ? With the addition of Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and video aspects of our talk shows, we are needing people to grow with us. If you or someone you know might be interested, please contact us online at IRLoneStar.com slash contact us or... Call the station at 936-647-5747 for more information. Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont, and we are coming to you from just an absolutely gorgeous day here in downtown Conroe, Texas. Uh, the sun is shining brightly. It's just beautiful weather out and a great day to be talking about landing a new job. And And I am really excited today because we have a guest in the audience or in the studio today, I should say. We have a guest. And uh, speaking of the audience, uh, Latanya, if you're out there, I want to give you a shout out. And uh, we, we've uh, got a bunch of Ed to Go students that are listening to the program this week, and I uh, want to give a positive shout out to all the all the Ed to Go students out there. But anyway, uh, today our guest is a recruiter, Sean Hamayun. He is the owner of NRT Group, which is a staffing company that is focused on IT salespeople. So this is really cool because one of the things we talk about in this program, Sean, is the fact that I don't care what job you're trying to get, whether it's sure. an accounting job, a sales job, or you name it, you have to become a salesperson and the product you're selling is you. Sure. So the fact that you actually are a recruiter for salespeople, this is going to be fascinating for me. And uh, so Sean has been in sales and sales leadership for the past 15 years, and he's here to discuss how he hires salespeople in general, but, but we're going to quiz Sean, not just on salespeople, but, you know, recruiting in general and, and the recruiting ecosystem and, and, you know, cause a lot of people think that, well, recruiters are just there to help job seekers. And, um, and I think a lot of people don't really understand how a recruiter gets compensated, how a recruiters, you know, 
keeps food on the table and sure. roof over your head. Um, you know, so I think it'd be really beneficial for the audience to learn that. But um, first, I was wondering if you could give me your take on the question of the week, you know, with that person that wanted to land the job at Nestle. And, and that's a great question. Thank you, Todd, for the sure. introduction. So uh, whenever you're trying to land in a, a job at one particular organization, that's a challenge in itself, right? Because you're not saying that I just want to be a financial advisor or in the financial industry. You want to, you you want to actually work for a particular organization. So uh, what I would say that uh, the best approach for that individual to take. You gave them great advice uh, to make sure that they look for whoever that would be the leadership role for that particular position to reach out to that person on LinkedIn. That's uh, great advice. I would also say that look for other individuals that are in that organization that has a similar role to what he wants to actually accomplish and then reach out to those individuals and start networking. That's a great point. And as well as if he's going to Northern Virginia, I would definitely look up recruiters that possibly specialize and the financial industry because there's plenty of recruiters out there there's some recruiters that focus in uh, all areas but there's there's a handful of them that specialize in financial and it and sales and recruiters are always connected to hr departments and speaking of hr i would also encourage them to reach out to hr so i would take all of those approaches outstanding now um i was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about uh you know, what your staffing firm is all about and, um, you know, the types of companies that you do business with and, and that kind of thing. If you could give us a little background about yourself and your business. Sure. So, uh, I've been in it for 20 years. Uh, when I got to college, I went to go work for Cisco systems as an engineer, surprisingly. And, uh, after four years of doing that, I joined a startup organization that was selling Cisco products. And I was probably employee number four or five over there and became their first sales rep, sales manager, VP of sales. And after spending 14 years over there, we literally went uh, from zero to 200 million in revenue. Wow. And uh, when I studied and I became a student of what we did over there and how we accomplished it. And the biggest thing that I realized uh, that contributed to our success was hiring the right people that took us to the next level. And a company is nothing but a group of talented people with a shared vision that come together to accomplish goals. That's so right. that started my passion in recruiting and finding the right people. So, uh, and obviously me uh, coming back with a sales background and having to look for the right salespeople. I specialized in sales. I would say sales right now is probably 80% of the people that I staff, the remaining falls into uh, engineering, as well as proposal writing, maybe marketing and so forth. But uh, so now what I do is I help other organizations hire the right people to come join them. And it's not just the skill set. It's also the right culture fit. I always tell candidates when I'm talking to them over the phone, uh, for a lack of a better phrase, I'm somewhat of a glorified matchmaker. I'm looking for the candidate that's going to fit the manager's personality because I've said this over and over again, that when a candidate is looking for a job, more important than picking that job that's going to appeal to your skill set and what you want to do is also picking the manager who you're going to work with. And right. do you have good uh, uh, correspondence and do you have a shared goal? That's extremely important. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, when we come back from the break, I, I want to drill in more about 
you know, I'd like to understand how are recruiters compensated and and how should job seekers best approach recruiters? So we're going to talk about these things when we come back from the break. You're listening to Your Career with Todd Vermont on IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is FM. That's right. Set your radio dials and your button presets to Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 coming in June of 2016. To celebrate this edition and the addition of video versions of our talk and music shows on YouTube, cable TV, and Our City TV, we are offering special sponsorships rates, which include free audio spots that are played throughout our broadcast. Interested? Check out our sponsor rates for shows just like the one you're listening to online at IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor or call the station at 936-647-5747. Reaching the people of Montgomery County with Montgomery County's community radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to Your Career with Todd Bermont. I'm your host and resident career expert. And today we have Sean Humayun in the studio and Sean is with NRT Group. And Sean, I'm, I'm curious, you're a recruiter. What type of clients do you typically work with? Majority of uh, who I approach, I approach people who are in my position at my previous organization, which tends to be uh, sales manager, VP of sales. Those are the ideal uh, individuals that I go to because I understand their challenges and I understand that they need to make the right hiring decision to be successful. And do you focus on particular industry verticals or do you go across the board as far as helping place salespeople? What, what, what's your ideal type client that and you focus on? That's a great question. I do focus on technology and, uh, and obviously I can definitely help uh, organizations hire salespeople in different industries and i think where i've seen where it doesn't really come down to industry specific is sometimes when someone's trying to hire that entry-level salesperson who's going to dial for dollars as we say pick sure. up those phones and uh make about 50 calls a day so usually you know in that particular area i don't really ask them their knowledge around it but 95 percent of my customers that i focus on are in the it space well excellent well so well you mentioned one of my favorite phrases, dialing for dollars. And um, <laughs> let, let's touch upon that for a second, because, uh, you know, I think a lot of job seekers in today's world, they mistakenly believe that, well, if I just apply to 20, 30 jobs online, I'll get uh, seven or eight interviews and I'll get five job offers. And, uh, you know, I'm curious, from your perspective, uh, is it even worth picking up the phone and dialing for dollars if you're a job seeker? Very much so. I, I think that people uh, don't take that approach because they just don't have, maybe they're not thinking of it from a sales perspective, but I would say that I took an unorthodox approach with a candidate that was looking for a job one time who was a friend of mine. And we went on LinkedIn and we were looking for sales managers and we uh, organized about maybe 200 of them on LinkedIn. And she took a complete, uh, a dial for dollars, but more or less email for dollars type of approach and emailed all 200 of them over the past uh, couple of three days. And she got about a 10% response to people who wanted to meet her. 
Really? From yeah. emails through LinkedIn? Emails through LinkedIn. So sending like a connect invite or how did she go about doing it? That's a great question. She did a connect invite and in that connect invite, it allows you to put a little bit of a message in there yeah. and she put in the message, she asked a basic question. Are you by chance looking for salespeople? I'm looking for a particular position and automatically on LinkedIn, they can click on her link and take a look at her skill sets. That's right. And her experience. And uh, we were impressed that 10% of those people that she reached out to, so almost, uh, I, I would say probably uh, 5 to 10%. So she got about maybe 10, 12 people who responded who didn't have jobs posted that were willing to talk to her. Ah, another great point. You know, the fact that, you know, there we go again. You know, the best time to find a job opportunity is not when it's been posted, but before it gets posted. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and that's, that's an awesome response rate. Cause, um, uh, you know, you think about direct mail, typically response and emailing is even worse, but a a good response rate is considered one to 3%. Sure. So the fact that she was achieving a uh, 10% response rate, so that, that's, that's incredible. So, so now let, let's go back into, uh, um, you know, I'm curious how recruiters, we got about three minutes before the break, but I'm, I'm curious about how recruiters get compensated. Cause I think job seekers mistakenly believe that, well, you know, I send a recruiter a resume he or she should absolutely help me. And I'm, I'm curious, how do you put food on the table? Uh, from our customers, they, what we do is whenever anybody's looking for uh, a sales rep or an engineer, or permanent placement individual, uh, we charge a percentage of the salary and that percentage of salary varies anywhere from 15 to 20%. So the people who pay our bills are the people who are hiring candidates from us. And what, and why does a candidate go through a recruiter versus just trying to find a candidate on, on their own? I, uh, so, uh, obviously when, uh, sales managers, uh, busy, they have quotas that they have to meet. They're managing sales reps whenever you're recruiting. It's a time-consuming process. Sometimes I, I pay attention to the hours that I spend. I might spend, you know, 20, 30 hours looking for a candidate for one particular customer because I've interviewed 10, 20 people and narrowed them down, and they appreciate that I understand the skill sets that I'm looking for. So really what it comes down to is that I save them a lot of time and give them perspective and share a decision that, I think this is a good hire. Outstanding. Outstanding. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to go to a break shortly, but when we come back, one, one of the things I want to talk about is how does a job seeker get the attention of a recruiter? Because, you know, a lot of job seekers mistakenly feel that, well, the recruiters are there to help job seekers. And no, recruiters are there to help hiring managers that are looking to fill a need. You know, it's great if the right job seeker comes about and is there to help the recruiter. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're there to serve the client. So I'm really curious how a job seeker can get your attention and to be able to leverage your network. So uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about these things. So you are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1, coming to you from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas. Stay tuned. 
Did you know your favorite show on Lone Star Community Radio are on social media? Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, you name it, they're on it. Check out where they are online on IRLoneStar.com slash shows and see which of your favorite hosts are online. Make sure to follow them and see what is in store for the next broadcast. Follow Lone Star Community Radio on Twitter at IRLoneStar or Facebook with Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Berman, coming to you from lovely downtown Conroe, Texas. And today we have as our guest a recruiter. And uh, Sean is with the NRT group. And uh, first of all, if, if uh, an employer, you know, I know I'm a sales manager myself. Sure. And, and you are absolutely spot on that. As sales managers, we have a tremendous pressure just to hit our number, right? Sure. And uh, we don't have a lot of time to be out there recruiting and finding the right person. And so uh, if there's a sales manager or VP of sales that they want to bring on some inside sales people or, or some new outside sales people, uh, how would they go about reaching you? Uh, the best way uh, to reach me would probably be via email, sean at nrtgr.com. That's sean at? Uh, sean, S-H-A-W-N, at nrtgr.com. Okay, great. And your website address is? The website address is www.nrtgr.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Excellent. So, Thank you. So with that, uh, you know, I'm really curious uh, because, you know, one of the things that I profess uh, on this program as well as in my online curriculum is the fact that recruiters can be a wonderful tool for a job seeker to leverage, but uh, or asset, I should say. But, uh, but there's a right way and a wrong way to go about, you know, trying to get the help of a recruiter. And, and you know, I'm curious when salespeople uh, or candidates in general, you know, maybe they're on Google or something, they come across your website and they say, aha, Sean's a recruiter. I'm going to reach out to Sean because <laughs> Sean's going to help me get a job. I'm curious, you know, what differentiates those people that get your attention and you actually look at their resume and actually maybe even have a conversation with them versus those who you're like, no way. I'm, I'm curious on that. And that's a great question, Todd. I would say the people that, that get my attention right off the bat are people who are relevant to my customers in the same industry. So that's, first of all, what catches my attention. Then the next element of what catches uh, my attention is uh, their job consistency. Uh, uh, how long have they been at their current job and their last job? An average of, of three years is always a good number to show that uh, they kind of stick it out in in a certain area and then obviously uh, if they make it to that level then i will get on the phone with them for sure and understand uh what they're looking for why they're looking to leave or if they're unfortunately a free agent as i call it or not working um and and so then on, on the latter half of that question in regards to uh which ones are probably not a good use of my time i would say that the uh, the first thing that falls into if they're in a completely different industry. And uh, if I ended up talking to them, I would encourage them to look for a recruiter that is in their industry and that I wouldn't be able to help them. Uh, another So, el- so that's, a great, uh-huh. that's a great point that I really want to emphasize to the listeners is the fact that 
recruiters specialize in a given vertical, a given industry, and even within an industry like IT, you're very specialized on some of the networking aspects sure. and, and that ecosystem uh, versus maybe uh, uninterruptible power supplies and stuff like that. So sure. there, there's even sub-verticals within a given vertical. So when you're looking to work with a recruiter, that's a great point you make. Yeah to focus on those recruiters that specialize in the area where your expertise lies, as well as that they serve the types of clients where you would like to get a job. So I interrupted your thought process, but please continue because this is great. No, and, and I appreciate that. I would say that uh, uh, the next thing is, let's say they are in the industry and a couple of things that might stand out on the resume that I've had hiring managers uh, tell me that, no, they would rather not talk to this individual as of yet, uh, is sometimes if in the past three years they had three jobs. And uh, which there could be a lot of legitimate reasons why they're in that position. But the first persp uh, perspective uh, is that uh, the hiring manager might think that that individual will leave within a year after they've gainfully employed them. And whenever a hiring manager invests in employee, they're looking at usually a three-year type of employment thing where they get a good return on investment on an individual that they bring on board. So that's one area where it's a little bit of a challenge. And if I have time and I can get to it, I'll eventually call uh, uh, some of those people. And I've talked to a handful of people who are in those situations. And I've told them that sometimes I found out they were just doing internships. And then I have to present that to the hiring managers that look, this person wasn't really leaving the job, that these were internships. They just got out of college. And this was the reason sometimes they weren't able to meet numbers. Sometimes they were probably let go. And then I tell them that, look, you know, I mean, this is uh, where hiring managers are at. Usually, it, I'm always going to let you know where you stand in the candidate pool, okay. right? Yeah. Because if you're in a candidate pool with someone who is on an average of three years and is very skilled in a particular product, you have to understand your competition. Uh, great point. Great point. And that's what I let them know. Well, and, and just like any salesperson needs to understand his or her competition, job seekers, it's no different. I don't care what job you're looking for. It's absolutely critical that, that you understand your, your competition. And, um, you know, I, I'm curious, like, what are some of the things that when, a, you know, I'm sure there have been some job seekers that have reached out to you and, and just really irritated the heck out of you. And, and, and you're like, there's no way I am ever going to present this person to a uh, prospective employer. I'm curious, what are some of those things that could really get your goat to where you're like, there's no way I'm going to help this person? <laughs> I don't think I ever take an approach that I'm not going to help this person. I would say if there's anything that I've had to kind of uh, educate someone on the best way to handle a situation is I talk to them over the phone. I've interviewed them. They've got the red, they've given me their resume. And then every day or maybe even twice a day, they're asking me, you know, when can they get an interview or when can they uh, get a job? And I always let them know that, uh, look, it's a time consuming process that when you're looking for something, it never really happens in 24 hours. I have to understand the hiring manager schedule when they have time. So if they're constantly asking, then, you know, I mean, I manage my time appropriately emails don't pressure me that much. I get to them when I can get to them. But I would say that's the thing. If they're calling on a regular basis and they're looking at me as their lifeline to get them or improve their life or get them that job, that's where I tell them that, look, they got to try other avenues. I encourage them to talk to a handful of recruiters. 
I have a handful of customers that I'm dealing with. Sometimes it's about maybe a handful, maybe 10 customers that I'm working with. And I say that if you more recruiters you talk to, the more hiring managers you're probably going to get exposed to. So that incur- in, in some way, I'm kind of telling them that they shouldn't call me that much. Right, right. So if that answers so, the question. Well, and, and that brings up another question. Um, you know, so let's say a job seeker has sent you a resume and maybe you, uh, you were impressed enough by the resume to, um, you know, actually talk to the person over the phone. Uh, how often should a person reach out to you just to say, hey, I'm still out here, just wanted uh you know, to say, I really enjoyed our last conversation. If you have any opportunities, I'm all ears. You know, how often, you know, what's a proper amount of time to be respectful to your time, but yet to, you know, because let's face it, we're all human beings and sometimes stuff can fall off the radar screen. Um, So what's an appropriate amount of time that somebody should reach out to you? Well, if you're, in, in a situation where you're not working and you need to find a job pretty quickly, I can understand that you feel the pressure. You have bills to pay. That's an extremely uh, difficult situation to be in. And I would touch base with your recruiter at least a couple of times in that given week to get an expectation on how long it would take them for you to set up an interview and then take that approach. But now the other two aspects to it, if I do have a hiring manager that's interested in you, that I'm communicating with you and I'm scheduling an interview for you. And then you're always going to call me after you're done with the interview. And if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you're gainfully employed somewhere. Then usually I encourage those people to reach out to me at least once or twice a month. Outstanding. So uh, we're going to go to a short break, but when we come back from the break, I'm really curious, you know, you, you probably get 20, 30 resumes a day. You know, I'm curious what makes one resume stick out versus another? So you are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1. Stay tuned. I know you know this already, but most of the shows on Lone Star Community Radio are available in podcast format. If you want to keep up with the latest shows, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lone Star Community Radio, and our website at IRLoneStar.com. You can even follow us on SoundCloud and Twitter to see the latest posts from Lone Star Community Radio. Can't find a show? Then just search for it on IRLoneStar.com in the search bar to the top right of every page. Or just contact us on IRLoneStar.com slash contact us with your questions, demands, sponsorships, anything. Lone Star Community Radio is your Montgomery County Community Radio Station. Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. And once again, I want to give a shout out to all the Ed2Go students that are taking my online course this month, 12 Steps to a Successful Job Search. And our guest today, uh, we have Sean in the studio from NRT. And Sean uh, is a recruiter that focuses on uh, helping sales managers find their ideal salespeople. And, and how can people get in touch with you again? Uh, once again, they can email me at Sean at NRTGR.com. That's S-H-A-W-N at NRTGR.com. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about how people can go about getting your attention. 
And, uh, you know, one of the things I'm curious about are resumes, you know, cause you ask a thousand people like me, how a resume should be formatted and what it should look like. And you get a thousand different answers. And I'm curious, what are those things on a resume that, you know, first of all, I'm curious how long you spend on a resume for the first pass. You know, do you spend, you know, some recruiter or some HR folks say, why I only spend seven seconds looking at a resume. And then you'll have other people say, well, I spent 30 seconds. You know, I'm curious, how long do you spend on the first pass looking at the resume? And then what is it that stands out that gets you to want to read that resume more in depth? Uh, Great question. Uh, I would say initially when I look at a resume as I'm combing through probably about 40, 50 of them to find the right candidate, I probably do spend maybe a quick 30 seconds on each of them. And, uh, but if they make it to the second stage of the evaluation process, then spend more time on it and might encourage them how to improve it a little bit. Right. But, um, so, so you'll spend 30 seconds out of the gate looking at the resume. I will probably, probably about, I would, I would say 30 seconds is a little bit low. I would say I probably spend a minute in the quick things that I look for is, are they in a relative, uh, industry? And I look for, uh, how long they've been at their current job and their last couple of jobs. And that, and as you comb through it, you start to get really good at picking up which are good people for you to call pretty quickly. So what might a person have in their resume that would make you think they're a good person versus not such a great candidate? You know, other than, you know, I get the amount of time they were on the job, but, you know, let's face it, you could have some slackers that can last on a job for three years too, right? Yeah, so, sure, you can. So uh, so what is it that you would, you know, that you would see on a resume that would make that candidate stand out versus another? Uh, the ones that have truly stood out to me is if I took a look that they were at their current job for almost eight years and they were in sales and then I quickly try to find a way to get on the phone with them to understand, uh, and, and from experience, I've realized that when someone has been in that situation that they tend to be pretty good at what they do, they tend to be a top earner, and something has happened within their organization, whether their organization sold or merged and comp plans changed or they've lost a good manager. And now in that situation, I realize I got a diamond in the rough. Uh, an individual has got a lot of relationships, has no problems with closing deals and has made a great income, but is forced to find another position. And those are few and far between. Okay. Now let, let's say, uh, somebody's looking to switch industries or switch careers, if you will, you know, maybe somebody's looking to get into sales for the first time. Can they succeed in sales? And, and what, you know, what would you look for in a career changer that would make you think that, yeah, this person could succeed in sales versus somebody who maybe wouldn't have a prayer? I, I, I strongly believe that if you have a, a strong desire and a will to do something, you're going to find a way to do it. And if you put in the effort and energy, you're going to make it happen. And uh, I've, because I've, uh, I've hired so many salespeople in the past and I've interviewed people that I thought were going to be phenomenal And then I interviewed people that I thought were maybe halfway, but they put in a lot more effort than the other individual and were more successful. So if you were wanting to get into sales uh, as a career change or being somewhat new in career, 
whenever you're making a career change to any industry, whether you're going to um, engineering or whether you're going into sales, you got to start that role at an entry level and be prepared to be at an entry level role to gain that experience. And in sales, when you fall into an entry level position, uh, sometimes you're dialing for dollars and you're cold calling and uh, you're walking in cold in the building and going door to door. What we say is uh, every floor, every door when you walk into a building and when you take that type of approach in sales, there's a saying, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because 90% of what you're going to experience is rejection. But the amazing part is, is that 10% that you connect with, that you were able to solve a problem with, that you were able to close a deal with starts to be your network and how you grow your business. And then Within a year or two of doing that, then your network introduces you to other people. Your network goes to other jobs and other companies and invites you over. And then you start to have a a network of people where you build your own business. So what was that saying again? Every floor, every door? Sure. Some, uh, Some salespeople walk into a building and it's every floor, every door. That's, that's a riot. Well, uh, we're going to go to a short break, but when we come back, I, w- I want to ask you one or two final questions because this is just a, a fascinating uh, conversation. So you're listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on IRLoneStar.com. Stay tuned. We're starting to film our talk shows and putting them on YouTube. Your favorite Lone Star community radio show can be seen on YouTube under our Lone Star Community Radio channel and on City of Conroe's Our City TV channel on Suddenlink Channel 12. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the most recently released videos and find more information online at IRLoneStar.com TV. Welcome back to your career. I'm your host and resident expert, Todd Bermont. And uh, all right, so... Right before the break, we were talking about some really solid advice for salespeople. That being uh, every door, every floor, uh, using building your network, the coping with rejection, and dialing for dollars. And boy, that sounds a lot like the advice that I give job seekers, you know, sure. in general. And I'm curious, Sean. Is that the approach, you know, for job seekers in general? Whether you're looking for an accounting job or a you know, whatever it might be, a graphic artist job or whatever, is that a similar approach that you would recommend for a job seeker? Uh, sure. If they want to approach hiring managers, they can take that approach on on LinkedIn. But I think that the most important thing uh, that they should do is constantly be networking with people who are employed in their industry. And if they're a sales rep looking for a sales job and they want to be, they want to go technical, if they're a pharmaceutical rep, looking for a pharmaceutical sales job or financial, always be talking to people who would be your peers and start socializing in that area, meet them for coffee, understand what it is or job requirements and so forth. Because if you're applying, that's great. But then eventually you have to be in front of people who see your personality and build rapport with people who are going to eventually, you know, introduce you to hiring managers. So so if you were calling in cold uh, trying to build your network, what type of script would you, what would you say to a, a peer in your field to, to get together, f- to pick their brain for a cup of coffee or whatever it might be? I, you know, and, and it's funny cause I, uh, obviously if you found a peer, the best approach would be to hit them up on LinkedIn 
and to write them a quick message. Most people take the time to connect and see that message and let them know that, look, you're looking for this type of uh, role within an organization. You'd love to buy them coffee, even if it's for five, 10 minutes. If not, even a quick phone call for five minutes. Everybody appreciates an effort and a hustle. Everybody does. Outstanding. Well, Sean, I can't thank you enough for being a guest on t today's program. And I, I hope you all in the audience found this to be beneficial. I know I learned a tremendous amount. And uh, again, one last time, your email address, if they want to reach out to you. Sure. It's Sean at NRTGR.com. That's S-H-A-W-N at NRTGR.com. Excellent. Well, Sean, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you, in, in the audience, those of you that are looking for a job, taking that sales approach, you know, coping, you know, don't let rejection get to you. You know, yeah, maybe 90% of those LinkedIn messages, they'll never respond to you. But those 10 that do, that could be, there could be gold there. It's just like panning for gold. You have to keep sifting through the sand and uh, eventually you find those nuggets of gold. So with that, I want you to have the faith. Keep a positive attitude. Next week, we're going to be talking about, we're going to really focus a lot more on the resume and focus on how you get that resume to stand out. We're going to talk about how you can use bullets on your resume and key results on your resume to get the attention of folks like Sean. So with that, I want to thank you so much for listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1. And also check us out on Facebook, Your Career, Todd Bermont. Have a successful week. Thanks for checking out this production on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.